Attention bobsled riders! You will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. So please remain seated keeping your hands, arms, feet and legs inside the bobsled. Auf Wiedersehen! Welcome to this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers. I am Peter and I'm joined with my sister, Jackie, and my brother, Jeepers. <laughs> yes, and uh, this week we are going to have a nice, I think uh, we described it last time as a Disney battle of epic proportions. Uh, we're going to duel out our Disney characters to the death, but I don't think we're actually dueling them to the death. Um, <laughs> that was sweet. I was thinking about that too. I was like, eh, that's what we're, what we're really doing. Yeah, so, so what we're going to be doing is... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to each be assigned a random Disney character, which I have a fancy randomizer spinning wheel here with You're a bunch so of Disney fancy. characters. It's fancy. It makes noises and it clicks and like, oh yeah, it's fun. It's we're colorful. A, we're official now. We're official. We've got the cool technology here. So we'll each be given um, a random Disney character and a uh, each of us have come up with different scenarios of which our characters have to participate and accomplish a task. Um, so we're each going to battle it out, and the person. So we're going to go one on one, and the winner uh, will move on to. Well, e- each. Sorry, I'm. Ba 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 ba. I'm talking a lot, and I'm not used to this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's my only, my first time hosting this time, okay? Um, so, we're each going to battle each other, and we're each going to tally up our, our wins and losses here. If you won two, you're probably, you're, yeah, if you won both your matches, you're going to make it you're to in. the finals. Yeah. But if it turns out that it's a three-way tie where we each have one victory, then we'll go down to a vote as to who in general, out of both of their performances, did better, and those people will proceed to the finals. So, today we will start with Jackie and Japheth here. We'll start with Jackie here. Let's give her her character, and her character is... Elsa. Ooh, yes! She got a good one. Just let it go, boys. Let it go. <laughs> All right, Japheth. Let's uh, get Gus Gus the mouse. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You've got Flynn Rider. Ooh, Smolder. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the scenario of which your characters are in. And, just to, and I didn't make this clear. So, we are judging off of three criteria. One is accomplishing the task. Two is your story. And three, how creative you are. Because if you just, I punched the bad guy and I won, that's not for a very compelling story and not very creative. So you will not get as many points for that, even if you are successful in your task. So let me lay out the scenario here. You're sailing on a boat. You're searching for someone. And all of a sudden, a giant rock rises out of the ocean. And you're confused because it's rising. And as it's rising, you notice this rock has giant teeth. 
and swallows you whole and realize you've just been swallowed by the whale monstro. <gasps> yes, oh very intense. Your task, how is your character going to get out of Monstro the Whale? Who would like to go first? I see Jackie, ladies first. <laughs> You've got Super Juggernaut character. <laughs> so I'm just creating, I, I just need more time. <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to think about this for a little bit. Hard to smolder my way out of this one. Okay, so I'm Elsa, and I'm stuck in the mouth, right? Or am I in the mouth or the stomach? It's... You're in the whale. You're in the whale. I'm in the whale! Yeah. It's really stinky, if you didn't know. Uh, and I am stuck, and so I decided that I'm going to create a cool mist of breeze of you know like a little snow storm okay in the whale right which the whale is uh tickled by the wind tickled by the wind yeah in <laughs> and so you're gonna the... give him throat freeze <laughs> the whale uh sneezes and goes up for air Whales can't sneeze underwater? I don't know. Fact check? No. <laughs> it's your scenario. Does does he have to go up for 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 air to sneeze, or can he sneeze in the water? He can technically sneeze in the water. I mean, technically, I mean, he sneezes in Pinocchio, but he's at, above the water, so... Well, no, I... He, he comes up to sneeze. Does he? Yeah, because he was in the water, and then he comes up to sneeze. So I'm going to say he does come up to sneeze. So he comes up to sneeze, right? And Elsa's like, I've got this. I'm going to escape. But then she can't, right? The, the, the cold doesn't make him sneeze fully to where she can escape. So the whale just goes up for air. It goes up for air, right? To Blow cool. off some cool air. Blow off some cool <laughs> air. It's like a cool mint, like gum commercial <laughs> sponsored by Monster. <laughs> Um, and so Elsa, trying to figure out what she's going to do, creates, um, icicles out of her, you know, with her powers, and starts... Stomach acid <laughs> icicles. And starts jabbing through the whale. Oh my gosh, this got dark. Boy, you just see her coming out, she's just like splattered in blood, like, <laughs> Jackie's going to get all the hate mail. <laughs> He's a whaler. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> the uh, Save the Whale movement just shed a tear right there. Elsa was maybe a, you know, a poster person. Now they're not. Now she's, she's got a whole other dark side to her. Come on. It's either Elsa or the whale. Elsa has to win. All those little girls will be sad if she doesn't. <laughs> it's kind of a tough scenario with Elsa. I think yeah. you Elsa has to kill the whale. Yeah. Some sort of sharp, icy thing. You know, she could Elsa with the like sharp icicles can go in and kill for the heart, and then bear her way out. But would Elsa know where the heart is of a whale in the dark? <laughs> She's in the dark. 
Right, but is isn't she now like the queen over like animals and like mystical? No, just the elements. The elements. Yeah. <laughs> Think about this. Well, I mean, she goes to school. She was smart. She was raised up royal. She knows whale. The anatomy of yeah. whale. <laughs> she knows anatomy of whale. Why wouldn't she know? Boy. I she mean... was in a castle with locked doors. What else can you do but read? That makes our unified school district look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the anatomy of anything. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's, uh, that was a... Uh... Pretty good there. Um, let's hear how Flynn Rider is going to escape the grasp of Monstro the Whale. So I'm just trying to get a grasp of this scenario. I'm in my boat. Yeah. You're, how you're... big is this boat? Is it a dinghy boat or is it like a um, pirate ship level boat where there's sails and there's I would a say crew? In between. Okay. Dinghy to pirate ship. Okay. So like think of like a fisherman boat. A fisherman boat. All right, I'm in a fisherman boat. Are there any other crew members? Am I flying solo? You're solo. I'm solo you're on this. Solo. So I'm solo on this fishing trip. No, you're searching. You're or... searching for someone. I'm searching for someone. You're searching for someone, but you get swallowed by the whale. So that's my man. I've got to get out of the whale because I'm searching for someone. Correct. Okay, just trying to. Feel my way there. I'm not Elsa where I could just blast my way through a whale with icicles, okay? So I really gotta, I gotta be creative like Flynn, you know? He's always thinking on his feet. And so on this boat, there's gotta be, you know, like, so Monstro takes me and consumes me. Is the whole boat integrity still there or do you chomp down on, on my boat? I would say you still have your boat. I still have my boat. You still have your boat. I'll give you that. Okay. I just want to know. <laughs> I'll give you a boat. And, and they had it difficult. So. This boat, <laughs> is it in Flynn Rider's time period? Or is this like 1960s? I would say, I would say. Flynn Rider, Pinocchio time. Okay. Just just curious what, what I do yeah. and do not have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Flynn Rider is consumed in this. Take it. I have a lantern on my boat. This seems appropriate for the time period. It would period. seem appropriate. So I, I think it is appropriate for me to take my ship and go to the... Just keep going as far as I can in the boat until it is stuck in the digestive tracts of this. And I'm hoping to get a, a clogged... Um, a constipated monstro to, you know, vomit me out. Code V. Code V. Not COVID. <laughs> code V. Those are all code V is. That is the code that Disney employees give or, or cast members give in the park for when someone has vomited. And so we, we use that code for custodial to come in and clean. So my goal is to code V my way out of this <laughs> this this whale. I don't I don't I think I may have some like little pokes and prodders on my fishing boat, but I don't think I'm I'm a whaling ship. I said fishing ship, not whaling ship. Yes. So I think my only way out is to clog him up 
and spit me out because he's going to be sick. And maybe if I'm lucky, he'll become a beached whale and I can be like Jonah where I can survive maybe 40 days and I can... Oh, so you still want to kill the whale. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe the whale could be a vehicle to naturally die of constipated <laughs> oh, boats. Yeah, you're going to jam a boat in the intestine and not claim you didn't kill it. <laughs> I didn't get swallowed, you know, by choice. You know, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he wanted the fish in my boat. He was just greedy. And he was a thief. And he's getting what he deserves. So, I'm, I, I'm, I'm basically clogging him up like plastic in our ocean does to our, our, our fish. <laughs> and he's going to beach himself. And I will emerge from the whale when it explodes when it dies. That's what happens when explode see those hippos they explode from like the gases and stuff hopefully i'll be out by then <laughs> but that's <laughs> how like, it's sure? like how how would the whale explode well you know like just bacteria and they just body expands and then have you seen those like yeah, whales explode yeah. on beaches that's one way. That's the that's if i can't find a way out like his mouth doesn't open up uh -huh. when he throws me up is plan b which is to like somehow kill him and he'll float to a beach and I will emerge What's like, like Jonah. So <laughs> how long would you say you'd be in the whale? Hopefully the code the code V plan, I'll be out within a day, within that day. If not, that I'm in it for the long haul and I'm cooking fish inside a whale until he is beached. So I have two plans of emerging from this. I'm hoping plan A works. And that is how I emerge from Monstro. Okay, so this is my commentary here. So we got two plans, somewhat similar, but different. So Jackie, you had two plans. You had this like cool air sneezing tactic, which doesn't I think you, you pretty much convinced yourself that it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. <laughs> but you know, Second plan will work. Second plan is straight up murder stab the whale. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess you can kill the whale. Does it get you out? We'll see if how how strong those ice claws are that are your icicle claws. Well, I'm saying she has gust. She can push a gust of wind or push ice to open up the mouth to escape. Well, now you're adding to it. Well, I'm just saying, it was kind of <laughs> Well, obvious. you were asking a question, so I sure, can sure, sure, so sure. clarify. Okay. She said she's digging herself out. <laughs> I can just see her all bloodied in her dress. I'm getting through. Getting through. It's like Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, ah, yes, exactly. like that. Still singing like the frog princess. Gotta dig a little deeper. <laughs> Gotta get my way out. <laughs> So we 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 have uh, we got that strategy, and then we have the the throw up plan slash Jonah the whale exploding whale plan, where we've got which I actually I will give you props to coming up with a different way of making him spit you out <laughs> than just sneezing. So I will give you code V. That was very creative. I will give you that uh, for sure. 
Um, I did not see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> I was like, I'm driving my boat. I'm winging it, and I'm stuck. What do I do when I'm stuck? <laughs> and, and then you have your obscure, I'm going to somehow lead this dying whale to a beach yeah. and hopefully get out. Hopefully get out. So, on a story aspect, I think I'm going to give that one to Jackie. Jackie gets the point for the story because she had the whole, like, attempt and failure and plan B. You know, there was was a kind of a a little story arc there. On uh, creativity, I definitely give it to Japheth. Going for the code B. (laughs) tactic. Uh, I did not see that coming. That was very good. As a whole of getting the job done, I think J5 takes this one away. Favoritism! I'm not saying favoritism. I'm saying the reason being is that his doesn't necessarily mean the whale dies. Yours does. (laughs) What do you mean his doesn't mean? If if he code V's, if it code V's and he gets out, he gets out and the whale lives. The whale just threw up. It's only his plan B where the whale dies. Your whole plan is the whale dies. Yeah. So I we think, need sponsorships. So we're trying to get. We're trying to play nice, Jackie. We, we are whale friendly here on the Matterhorn. I don't know if this is the right podcast. You're gonna look a real dark side of me. So victory goes to Chief. Yeah. I'll let it go this time. You have no choice. <laughs> so, the next battle... Oh, I've got to get my character. Yes. Oh, we, we're getting new characters. New characters. New characters. Oh, I can't wait. I came up with this when we were eating pizza, so... <laughs> All right. So, we're going... We're spinning. Jackie's is... Elsa. You got Stitch. Oh. <laughs> Man. She got Stitch. You're getting these OP characters here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got Peter Pan. Ooh, Peter, Peter with Pan. Peter. Peter. Yes. Peter having Peter Pan. It's like it was meant to be. <laughs> so are you guys ready for your scenario? We're ready. Yeah, Peter goes first. Okay. All right, so this scenario takes place in the first Incredibles movie. Okay. It starts off with Buddy Pine, also known as Syndrome, has released Omnidroid 10 loose in City of Metroville. How do you take out Omnidroid 10? Think about it. Definitely a hard one for me. Not so hard for Jackie here. Well, Jackie had Elsa last time. It's and true. She lost. It's true. It's very true. All right, let's see here. And we're, is this in the city? You said it's it's in the city. We're no longer on the island. It is loose within Metroville. You are. I don't want to say you you have the Incredibles with you, but if you can think of how you can call upon other superheroes 
and how you utilize them that's not the same as the movie. I'm then, trying to um, remember what happened in the movie. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Like, that. how did they take out? Yeah, how did he get taken out? So, that that's your scenario. I'm going to try to do this without The Incredibles, because I think that is a crutch. I, I think it is a crutch, but I was like, if you if you need it, but... So. I was trying to stir your mind, like, how did they do it? Sure. So, obviously, Peter Pan, his power, he can fly. Okay? That's something, as far as I know, that the Omnidroid... I could be mistaken, and somebody may correct me on this. But I don't Whoa. think, I do not think any of the versions of the Omnidroid have faced someone that has flown, that can fly. Um, so, what Peter Pan can do is he can trip up the Omnidroid. He can fly around the Omnidroid because the Omnidroid is trying to hit a target that's usually bound to something. It's usually the ground. He's not normally done with something in the air. The only time that he kind of did was with Frozone when he was on the ice path or whatnot trying to knock him down. But even that was keeping, for the most part, kept the Omnidroid distracted. Peter Pan has more of an advantage than Frozone did because he's not limited by the power of ice only to, to for his mode of transportation. He can go any which way he wants. He can fly over, under, and be able to tie up the Omnidroid into to a point where it where he could get it to strike itself in some sort of frustration. Because as we know, the Omnidroid's weakness is itself. Mm -hmm. Only its armor can pierce through its own armor. And so he would be able to maneuver around him, be able to throw him off, throw off the droid's uh, sensors, not being able to locate him properly, he'll fall over, and eventually it'll make the mistake of puncturing through, and eventually if he, if he punches through, Peter Pan will be able to get inside and deactivate the droid. Do you think he knows how to deactivate? Yeah, what, no, I mean, he's just a kid. Yeah, like, as far as we know, Peter Pan's, like, 19... All he has is a little early knife. Is he just going to be stabbing things He randomly? just might. He just <laughs> might. Absolutely. I mean, he's clever. I mean, he threw... He also has pixie dust, so he can make the droid fly, which it's obviously not designed to do that. So he's but... picking up... So he's Tinkerbell's there with him. And yes. Because you're, you're, gonna... you're, you're tagging I'm... in Pink Tinkerbell in there. I'm tagging Tinkerbell in there, okay? Yeah. Got and dust. I thought you need a little bit more than just pixie dust to fly. Well, how, well, did, how did he make Captain Hook's pirate ship fly? True. Well, Boom. Inanimate object can fly. I can see that. Okay. So he's flying in the air, can't move properly, so therefore Peter Pan will be able to find a way to deactivate it at that point. Because it can't stabilize, you're yes. saying, so it's flying. Yes. Okay. So that's that's my story. That I'm sticking to it. So, to recap, Peter Pan's going to fly around him, but eventually it's not going to, you know, hoping that it's going to puncture. And if that doesn't work, 
you're saying he tags Pink Tinkerbell to come in and kind of pixie dust, float him up in the air, and then once it's up in the air, it really can't fight so much. It's just kind of floating around. So at what point is it defeated when it's up in the air? Is it just that it's just floating? It's, it's <laughs> floating in the sense that, like, eventually with Peter Pan flying it around, it's still going to try to get to it, and that's it's more likely to make the mistake of hitting itself. Okay. That's that's the direction I was going with. All right. That's it. No that's, more. That's 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 it. That's as much as any issues I'm, with yeah, what you've got. I'm yeah. sure you've got lots of issues <laughs> with it. So syndrome created it, right? So he studied superheroes. So there are superheroes that have flown. And wouldn't he be able to program that to identify that? He's only been well. Again, I don't know. Because I don't know all the powers of the supers and which supers have fought the Omnidroid. Because it's a learning robot. It only learns from doing. It's not like, I program it to know how to fly, how to deal with fly. No, no. It's a learning robot. It, it learns from reacting. That's how it learns. And so, as far as I know, it never fought anything that could fly. So you're saying it has a weakness to fly. Yes. And you're thinking, you're you're disagreeing because... I disagree because I feel like there would be a counter... But you're assuming. Yeah, of course. Okay, you're assuming, okay. Peter's right where they're like, I don't think there was one established there, but I agree with you. More than likely, there had, had to have been a superhero that was tested there. To fly, yes. It was never established... So in Peter's scenario, I, I, I'm going to see that Peter Pan does have an advantage flying, but maybe the tracking is not as superior. But all right, you ready for my? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for oh, okay. ready for for indestructible Stitch to come in. So here. there's a few things, <laughs> <laughs> few things we know about Stitch. He likes to have fun. Cause chaos, kind of get away with things and laugh and mock, right? And has a strong personality. He's also quick and knows space and technology. You know, he flew to Earth and, you know, and knew how to... He didn't know he was flying to Earth. He just punched the hyperdrive. Right. But he knew how to punch the hyperdrive, and he knows other technology. So he's, he's, he's familiar. Intelli he's, yeah, intelli he's, he's an intelligent, intelligent being. Okay. He knows space technology and other things like that. So, Stitch sees this. Uh, what is it called again? Omnidroid. 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 Stitch sees his Omnidroid, and he sees, you know, it's being destructive and destroying things and so he's going to try to aggravate it right like peter said it's a learning droid but it's a droid it doesn't have a personality so stitch is going to try to um, annoy it as far as being quick crawling around it getting on the droid messing with the sensors so that way the arms and whatnot we get tangled and messed up to a point where Stitch can get into the machine and reprogram it 
to then... So when it gets mixed up, it's going to puncture itself. No. So how does it get in? Because it was, in the movie, it was self-contained, really hard. Like, something has to come... Something has to open or be loose in order to get in. It seemed like it was sealed. Okay. Like, there were no hatches. Okay. I am a little lack in this knowledge. That's why I'm bringing it up. I'm like, okay, Okay. I want you to best explain how Stitch gets in. Okay. So, in the chaos of Stitch moving around quick around the machine, the sensors and the arms are going in, and one of the arms goes in and hits himself. It doesn't damage him. Like, it doesn't kill him right away, right? But it leaves an opening to where Stitch goes inside. And that's when the sensors are overloading, right? Because it doesn't know how it got inside and it's moving around like crazy. And then Stitch is just destroying because that's what Stitch does. He destroys, Mm -hmm. has his laugh, and having fun doing it um, to where the machine malfunctions and starts attacking Syndrome too. Because the it malfunctions to where it attacks what it recognizes, which is syndrome, which is the creator. Does he do it on purpose or on accident? On accident. So accidentally, he's lucky enough to where he just trips something, to where he attacks syndrome and not the lady pushing the baby with the stroller yes. from the Sears. Yes. Okay. Pure luck. All right. Yeah. And so at this point, it attacks Syndrome. It attacks Syndrome, right. So the robot's still going. The robot's still going, still right. Going. But Syndrome is all like, stop, he's got his arm thing, right? Yeah. And he's going, stop, stop. And it's just too much overload of communication from his remote. Also, Stitch is causing more chaos, and it just goes blop. What goes blop? The, the machine. The Omnidroid? The Omnidroid, yes. Okay. And then the Incredibles take all the credit. And the Incredibles take all the credit. Yeah. All right. And that's the end of your story? That's the end of my story. So, I'm going to present Syndrome can fly. He likes his cape. So, how is... How is the Omnidroid going to attack Syndrome when it's been... Attack so much by Stitch. I guess my, my thing is like, so he attacks Syndrome. Well, one of the arms, Syn- right? Okay. Grabs Syndrome in the air and tears him down. And he's all like, stop, stop, you know, let go of me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's hits on the ground. The communication overloads and breaks. So through the actions of the destruction the and- on Syndrome... That allows the destruction of it. Yes. Because the power source is within the wristband and not that, that the kill switch on there is what kills them. Yes. And not the actual internal destruction right. by Stitch. Stitch is just causing chaos and confusion inside. Okay. And this is all happening on ground level? Yes. Okay. Okay. So in your scenario, Stitch actually doesn't win. It's Syndrome that's, that stops the robot. Not necessarily. It's the technology that fails. 
brought on by the chaos of that stitch cause. Okay. That stitch doesn't turn it off. That was the he's he's the he's the right. Yeah, he's the. He doesn't. Catalyst. He's not Elsa taking a stab to the whale. No. (laughs) All right, I will present my findings with your stories. Um, Peter, your story was, I don't think Peter Pan has the capability <laughs> of outrunning the Omnidroid. It was really yeah, a stretch. I. I was like, well, he like floats around cannonball, <laughs> but like, this thing's got a radar tracker like no other. Um, where you start to win with the ideas when you bring Tinkerbell and you get it off the ground, which prevents further destruction of Metroville, because that's really what it's doing. It's destroying the town. And so I thought you had a really good idea there with bringing it up there as to, like, killing it as it's floating up in the air. (laughs) I don't think you really do that. I think you have... I think you're kind of like, I think you're better like getting the pirate ship and like floating and shooting it with cannonballs, you know, in that scenario. Uh, so I don't think you fully kill it, but you mitigate a lot of destruction with it. But in the end, I really do see Peter Pan getting killed by it. <laughs> I would agree with you. <laughs> this was not an easy thing. I, I don't believe you. So... Uh, so, uh, Jackie, your scenario, uh, with your scenario, I, I would say, uh, there's a lot of luck that has to happen for it to happen, where Stitch gets in there and then pops the switch somehow to kill Syndrome, or to grab Syndrome and turn on him, um, a lot of luck when you have the most destructive character of Disney as to where he could just destroy anything. I mean, there's a scene of him being a monster in a town destroying. So I would say uh, uh, missed opportunity there, but in the end, you destroy um, the Omnidroid 10 you know, with Syndrome. Peter doesn't address the bad guy at all. I didn't. And I forgot. You, you know, do bring him into it because I did specifically mention that he is there and unleashes. So I'm going to give uh, the creativity. Um, Peter had some really good creativity with his um, story wise. It was it was a tough one for Peter, but he didn't quite do it. Jackie again does really well bringing the whole story together to finish it. So Jackie is going to get the win for this one. Yes! That's fair. <laughs> Again. That's fair. That was an I uphill mean, fight. <laughs> I was like, oh, Peter Pan stuff. It's an incredibly hard, indestructible robot. And Stitch has the advantage of being extraterrestrial. Yes. Superpowers. So the next battle, we have Peter facing you. me. Oh. So, so Jackie's going to give the scenario. So, go Japheth first. His character is... 
Ralph. Ooh. Ralph. I get Aladdin. Aladdin versus Ralph. All right. All right. What's our scenario? We're going to go a little dark. (laughs) Yeah, coming from the girl that's slicing open uh, (laughs) Monster of the Whale. Things you didn't know about me. Apparently. Uh, So, movies Beauty and the Beast. Okay. You are basically trading places with Gaston. Oh. And so... A bad guy? (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so this takes part in the final scene with the beast. You just found out Belle just showed the beast to the villagers, right? In her magic mirror. And the villagers are scared and afraid for their families and their safety, right? And Gaston, or your character, um, wants to go and protect the families and the villagers, right? So you get to sure, the... Sure, because that's his motivation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get to the castle. What happens? Okay. Who's going to go first? Peter, why don't you go first? Of course. I get to go first here. Uh, Peter went first last oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I should go first. I didn't go first. Jafeth can go first. Jafeth. Jafeth. Uh... So I am Wreck-It Ralph. I'm famous for destroying things. That's what my primary goal is. I'm with the I'm with the the town people. They're with me in solidarity that we have a we have a rodent problem in our area. Oh, a rodent. <laughs> a rodent. Yeah, the base is a rodent. That is, that is some uh, rodent. Yeah, uh, that's a big... I said we had a big, a big rodent problem, all right? All I know is I saw this scary-looking thing in the mirror, and I'm like, we got to smash this thing. <laughs> Who's with me, guys? Who's with me? I'm with you. All right, let's do this. Let's kill the beast. Uh, so we're there at the front. As a leader of the group, I will lead first. That's where Gaston failed. He let his men do it. He separated from them and went Rambo style. And only Rambo can go Rambo style. You know, so I'm going to stick with the people. And I'm going to lead by the front. I'm going to smash my way through. Have you seen my game? I'm destroying apartments. Bricks have nothing on me. And these walls have nothing. This is a castle that has been decaying ever since the beast has been cursed. I don't know that, but I can see that I can pound my way through. And I know how to find weakness in a building. And so what I do is I find the weakness, and I break it down, and with the villagers, we storm the castle. And I work with the villagers to take out each individual piece of furniture that's in our way. I'm spooked, but I have giant hands that destroy everything my way. So at that point, I'm working with the villagers to exterminate our problem, our objective, which is to kill the beast. But these witchcraft pieces of furniture are attacking us and inhibiting us. So I, as a team, destroy all of them. 
That way, we are one as a village that takes on the beast. And so at this point, we move through the castle, clearing rooms, like the United States Marines in Fallujah <laughs> 2004 and 5. Now, we are clearing out. We are an organized group led by the fearless Rickett Ralph. And we get to the point that we go to the East Wing, where Bell is not allowed to go into, and we destroy him. We corner him to the point where we push him basically to the edge of his balcony where he has no choice but to either fight us or jump. And he fights us. And we do lose some villagers. But I'm Wreck-It Ralph. People die. People, people die. <laughs> this story will be told in the tavern and sing-song of the great battle of Wreck-It Ralph and the villagers and this provincial life to win against this beast, this cursed beast that torments and captures one of our own villagers and kidnaps his daughter and makes her stay there. And I am victorious and being the good guy, Wreck-It Ralph. I'm no longer bad guy. I'm bad guy, <laughs> but not bad guy anymore. And Wreck-It Ralph leads the villagers to victory. And that's how the story ends. Okay, so this is the flaw I see. Ralph is not liked by anyone. Even Fix-It Felix Jr. doesn't even like <laughs> Ralph. He tolerates Ralph. So the fact that he, I'm the person, the town's going to follow. No, the town's not going to follow Ralph. If anything, they're going to be like, okay, Ralph, why don't you go out there ahead of us? Like, I don't see the town supporting Ralph in this endeavor. I think this would be a fight that Ralph would be fighting on his own. He would not have the town's support. So, in this scenario, didn't you say I have the villagers or no, I... I the villagers are scared. They're scared. So, with fear, you can lead anybody. Yeah, you but... Can, you can convince them to save... Like, hey, think of your children. We need to act... As solid group, we will win if we are together. Yes, they may not like me, but I have the strength. And they go like, dang, this guy can't destroy things. Like, have you seen my house lately? He destroyed it by just walking <laughs> through the door. So I really think he has the ability. When people go like, well, we have freak of nature, armed hand dude that's going to like, you can pound way through anything. All I got is a pitchfork and, like, and, and this torch. And this guy, like, have you seen that rodent? That guy's mouth can just eat me. But like Ralph, I mean, if Ralph really wanted to, the beast roars. He just sticks his hand in the mouth, and then the beast is like choking on Rickett Ralph's hand. So I think he can bring the villagers together with this common fear. Yes, he's not liked, but you know what? We may not like some of these people that are not likable, but we can use them in a time of need. Ralph has never been a very intelligent person to be able to be able to communicate properly. Like, I think that's kind of been his whole story arc in his movies is that he's not the brightest of people. So the fact that he's, come, 
I'm going, listen, the bad guy's going to come and he's going to kill you. And, like, I don't see Ralph being that guy. If anything, he's going to act like he did when he was in the bug video game and kind of freak out because it's a scary beast. <laughs> so that would be my critique is that but there is, Ralph's personality. There is fight or flight in those Does situations. hurt Ralph at any point? Of course. It's a tough battle. Okay. Ralph is not unscathed by the beast. I mean, he's going to get hurt. Like I said, villages are hurt. And Ralph sees the need like, if I don't do this now, all these people will die. And deep down, Ralph doesn't want to be the bad guy, you know, that lets people die and hurt them. He wants to win over friends. And he sees this golden opportunity to do so. And Peter's right. He's not an intelligent person. But you don't have to be an intelligent person to lead a group of people to, you know, with the objective of, like, of solidarity. Like, we need to get rid of this, this guy. And, yeah, he may have not have been articulating the idea of, like, hey, I need to, you know, like, all right, we're going to work together. You're going to go here and this. He's not going to orchestrate, but he's going to be like, hey, guys, we need to work together. Like, I think those are very simple concepts that Mother Nature's instilled in us where, you know, the lions go after the guys that split off. Well, he probably basic nature says we need to stick together. Safety in numbers. And I think um, that's kind of his simple thought that he could convey to the villagers that doesn't require a lot of um, communication, articulation that he may not have. Okay. Any final points, Peter or JP? Oh, I'm sure I can come up with some more. Of course. Of course. Let's go on. Let's move on to Aladdin. Let's move on. Let's move on. So Aladdin, he's a thief. Okay. So he's not necessarily the most liked person in town. So he's not necessarily going to be that motivating factor. Uh, But he will be the one that will uh, stand up when the revelation comes uh, that there's a beast. Um. And he will be the one that will stand up and be like, I'm going to go take care of this. Okay? Because that's the type of person he is. Like, when he sees something's wrong, he's going to go do it. He's done that countless times, regardless of his personal benefit. Okay, so he'll go out to the castle. He's got carpet, so he can fly there. So he doesn't have to travel through the woods. He's not going to get lost. He can literally just go right. He doesn't have to go... Through the castle, he can literally go right up to where the, towards the top of the castle. Because if you're a thief, because if you're the thief, where do you go? You go where they're least expecting you to come in. As everyone's barricading the front door, you're up on the roof finding a loose window. You get inside. You're able to see the torment of the beast himself. Because obviously, because we know the story, he lost. You know, the woman he loves has just left him. So he's really depressed. And so he's not this angry beast right now. He's a very sad, depressed beast. And so he's able to see that. Now, he would be able... Now, when he initially makes contact with the beast, the beast is going to freak out. And he's going to start freaking out because somebody's come up here. And so there will be a scuffle. But I think eventually he will be able to communicate with the beast and figure out 
what his true motivations are, where his alliances are, and be able to realize that, like, oh, we don't need to be afraid of you. And so he was, he'll be able to leave the castle, return to the village, and explain and tell them what happened, and tell them that Bell was telling the truth, that he's not a beast. Misunderstood, but we do not need to fear him. So, story-wise, I want to kind of break down. Sure. So, the town goes to the castle, right? Is it, are they at the castle with Aladdin? No, they're not. You they're said there's a the diversion. Town. You had mentioned there's a diversion, right? Yeah, you said there's a scuffle. What's uh, the scuffle? So, so, there's a scuffle. There's a scuffle with the beast and Aladdin up at the top. At the top. But what happened before? Because you said there's a scuffle where he can... Do what a, uh, a thief does, which is to come um, in from through the window. So is the village there? No, the village is not there. That's not there. I, I, so village is not there. They're at the town. Aladdin is going on his own. Okay. But villagers are still scared and upset, and you know there's some fathers there that want to go and protect. Correct, but Aladdin's not like this rebel riser. Right? He's right. not. He's a person who's like, hey, guys, I'll go check it out. I can go in, figure out what's going on. And he, he's able to, to be like, I'll be back. I'll tell you what's going on. If I don't come back, then you know what's going on. So this like, is more of a diplomatic. Are you sure that they're going to listen to a lot? He's just a street rat. Well... If then nobody else is gonna volunteer to go, the only reason why the villagers went with Gaston is because they had Gaston leading the, leading the way. The so with without that leader leading them, they stayed behind. If anything, they leave town. <laughs> they they leave. leave. They're like, yep, <laughs> shut down. Librarians <laughs> like half off stale. We're leaving. Peace out. Pretty much like so. so you Aladdin, go a known character to be very stealthy, sneaky, a thief, will we'll go in there, figure out what's going on, come back to reveal that what Bell is telling is true. We do not need to fear the beast. He will not come and attack us. He's not that sort of person. That is, that is how Aladdin would handle that situation. Beast and the villagers. I just think that my my issue is the quickness and trust for the beast with a human. How long did it take Bell to soften the heart of this giant rodent? <laughs> well, at that point, he was already weak and softened. Like, keep in mind, and being By the Bell, beast, but not Aladdin. But keep in mind, even when Gaston first arrives, the beast, like kind of ignores him like uh, do what like, you want okay so maybe not necessarily there would be a confrontation at all like maybe beast is expecting to die but realization that aladdin realizes that this this beast is no threat to no one so that is my argument for aladdin defeating Slash befriending the beast. Okay. Any last words, JP? I just have a hard River. time. I have a hard time. <laughs> There's a hard time to explain Wreck-It Ralph and <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. So. I have a hard time just the, 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 
the Aladdin friendship beast, and then the villagers not, you know, the villagers like, okay, Aladdin says it's all good. We don't got, <laughs> we don't got to worry about this giant beast flipping out on us with his crazy furniture that's attack that's gonna attack us, you know. But again, they're kind of used to well, crazy carpets flying around, so might as well just go along with it. They've seen a magic carpet. Yeah, the beast is like, yeah, I'm cool. This dude floats up with a carpet, and I'm supposed to be like, yeah, man. What's going on? Well, I'm having a bad day. My girlfriend just broke up with me. Now we stuck a beast. Really? You're a good guy? All right, I'm going to tell the villagers, and you're going to be cool with us. I don't know. Sure. I guess it could happen, and this is up to Jackie to size so, feasibility. So tell us what okay, you Okay, so let me point out some of things that I enjoyed of each of your stories. So I enjoyed JV's motto or, like, the overall theme of, like, together we can conquer and the leadership of that. I appreciate that. Uh, for Peter's, I appreciate... The, that it wasn't like go in and kill and they noticed the softness of how sad the beast was but man were there flaws in both of y'all <laughs> <laughs> yes this is not a perfect storyline enlighten us Jackie <laughs> it's like Peter I wanted more scuffle whatever that meant sure, sure. I wanted a fight you scene wanted, you wanted a fight you wanted me to kill yeah I know you're all about murder and no death not and a killing murder killing whales yeah, know your audience Peter I know I appealed to the wrong bludgeon <laughs> to death mob not, mentality <laughs> not murder but and then Jeefies, there wasn't much, like, heart towards the beast of, like, sympathy. Have you seen that thing in the mirror? <laughs> that thing is scary. Rodent but mom. you would think that Wreck-It Ralph would understand that looks can be deceiving. Yes. Again, that thing's scary. It doesn't matter. I might be a bad guy, but that does not mean I'm... Bad beast. <laughs> but if you are a bad guy, you know a bad guy when you see it. And he's a bad guy. I think for me, if I had to choose a storyline to watch, it would probably be Jafith. No one wants to watch a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, and just feel like Aladdin and be like, oh, I'm just going to go through a window and be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it just seems to, it's like I want to press the, it just seems, that was easy. What you say? <laughs> It would seem out of character for Aladdin to be like, ha with his swords, you know, think, and so... I think if you went into more of the scuffle, I probably would have sighed on you. Okay. Now, the reason why I went away from the scuffle, because I remembered that when Gaston and Beast had their fight, the Beast didn't fight right. until Belle showed up. Mm. Right. And so that's why I pulled away, because he had no motivation to fight, and so that's why I pulled away from the this the, the scuffle. Okay, so Jackie, who won? Jason. Okay. You did. All right. Just wanted to know. <laughs> I, I really liked your approach. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. No, it was good. Because it's hard to trump bludgeon by the town people <laughs> together. Yes. Together we can conquer all. You know, and Aladdin went rogue. I had more Kumbaya movie, I know. Yeah. It's closer to Disney. Yeah. Yeah, you went more Disney, but... Which, hello, we're freaking Disney podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So what's the score? JP's two, or Japheth is two. Yes. And I'm one. And Peter is... I was one. You're one? Mm-hmm. So, so you decide. I, I say I'm going to pick a number. Okay. Because I think you're both good. Um... So I'm I'm gonna pick a number. Uh, I'm gonna pick one or two, and just don't be a fire making challenge. I don't think I'll make it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm going to. Okay, I'm gonna pick a number uh, from one to ten, and you guys will give me a number, and the one that's closest to it will go on to the final. Okay. You go first. Three. Six. Peter wins. It was seven. Okay. All right. Final showdown. Let's get our characters. Yes. Japheth's final character for this battle is... We'll change it because it was Aladdin again. We'll do a different character. You got Elastigirl. Ooh. Mm-hmm. got a superpower. That's right. And I have Wally. <laughs> By the look of Jackie's face, it looks like I've got a real hard one here. <laughs> this one's going to be rough for sure. Uh, Little Mermaid is the theme. <laughs> okay. uh, and so Ursula just got... The king's trident and grew very large. You're in the sea and you're in on a boat. How would you fight the sea witch? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who's going to win, the superhero or the robot. All right. Uh, We'll say Japheth can go first. (laughs) Give Peter some time. Okay, so Ursula, let me... Get some more background. Where mm-hmm. where am I? I'm, am I on the sea? You're in the sea. I'm in the sea. Do There's I have a, a boat? There's a huge whirlpool. You're in a boat. I'm in a boat. Am I in the whirlpool? You're on the edge I'm on of the edge. it. You're, so I you're can... kind of you're kind of going down. I'm going down. A little bit, you know. Just kind of like the scene with Prince Eric is on the boat, but he's like kind of on the outs of the. So I'm switching characters with Eric. Basically. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm Elastigirl. I am very versatile. I'm very fortunate to have the ability to stretch and be malleable and and my shape. So I'm going to maneuver this ship as best as I can to where I can get close enough to Ursula and jam it. No, I'm not going to jam it. That's there. That's, That's cheating. And I'm going to poke her to get a splinter. Now, I'm going to get close enough and be able to jump on her. So, in this scenario, I'm going to try to maneuver up her. Ursula does, it's so large, she, it's hard for her to kind of swat at me. She can't, if I'm close to her, she can't hit me with the trident, really. I'm like a bug. She has to swat me and with her, you know, large size, it's hard to move that mass to hit me. So at that point, I maneuver up Ursula's body 
and I stretch my arm and kind of hold on to her, her ear and I stretch it across her neck and I pull what I call the Princess Leia on Jabba the Hutt with Elastigirl's arm. And I essentially, <laughs> I strangle Ursula. You guys are like murderous people. Jeez. I'm a Marine. I'm sorry. I just I walked into a room and I figured out how to kill everyone. Not really. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> no. So at this point, I strangle her and kill her, doing the Jabba Hutt Princess Leia move, and I end. You know this giant chaos that Ursula has brought upon us. Quick, easy, I'm in and out, I'm a professional, superhero is what I do, Ursula hasn't seen anything like this. Bada bing, bada boom. End of my story. Okay. Sorry, I don't have a lot to say because I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to make Wally defeat <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> Run a ship. In the middle of the ocean, <laughs> and you're a freaking robot! Oh, man. You're it was that of the jungle. I was like, ocean? <laughs> you're a Johnny Five trash compactor. Pretty much. I'm a Johnny Five trash compactor. Yo, man. Uh, so, I'm going to call this one in. Um, so, basically, here it is. Wally. Wally! He's on the boat, right? It's spiraling down, right? So all these other ships, right? Because there were other yes, ships and debris and things ships. like that falling down into the bottom of the whirlpool where there is dry land there. And so there, with all the debris and stuff, Wally is very good at collecting and he's a garbage disposal. So he's able to make himself a tower all the way up to Ursula, where he has a little mini laser, which he can start cutting off Ursula's tentacles slowly, one by one. And eventually Ursula, even though she's all-powerful with the trident, she has no way to move because she lost her ability to move, and therefore she loses. She's a slug. She's a slug <laughs> at this point. No trident, it's just like... <laughs> she's just a slug. And that... Is how Wally defeats Ursula. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to point out? That there Ursula... are plenty of plot holes I'm very much aware of. Okay. Jamie, this is your time to rebuttal. If uh, you want. I, it's hard to believe that Ursula has this endless whirlpool enough for Wally to collect enough garbage to get at tentacle level and. Have the ability with his small little like plasma cutter to go through, you know, like hold still, Ursula, don't move your tentacles. I am lasering my way through you. Yeah, I, I, I love the creativity of it. I didn't think of the laser aspect of cutting off, um, but yeah, I don't know. Wally has sea legs and has a sea leg in this. We'll leave that up to our audience. How would Wally defeat Ursula? Let us know with our Ooh, social yeah. medias. That's a very good question. Yes. How does Wally defeat Ursula? But I will concede, Javith wins. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. That but, was... Yeah, I would say Japheth definitely won that battle, but I did like... Yes! Yes! <laughs> I, uh, I was bored with Japheth's story, but... It was short! It was short. <laughs> I got to the point. Yeah. But I did like how you used the... You went at the bottom of the whirlpool, because that's where Ariel was. It's true. And was distracted by Ursula, so... Yeah, but I, I would say. Remember who was at the I didn't remember her. She didn't do anything down there. She, she was just like, like no, hey. she was just like, uh, but she was a distraction <laughs> for the character to destroy. I know. I obviously we all thought it was cheap to to, to pull the Prince Eric. That, oh yeah, that was pretty much my only move I could She's like, do. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, Wally would have just stunk it out of here. Wally probably would have laughed. He was like. Come. Getting out of here. <laughs> Seems like a human problem. It's <laughs> not a wallet problem, that's for sure. I'll come back when y'all are gone. Evie! <laughs> I know, I was trying to think, how do I get the axiom to come into play and Eve to come? And no, I was just like, no, I just, I'll bite the bullet and realize that's not a very good. I'll leave it to anyone that wants to commentate and give us their idea of how Wally would defeat Ursula in that final fight. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers. Please remember before your bobsled comes to a complete stop to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember... Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. <laughs>